I and several dozen other Northern Californians flew down to Baja yesterday to catch the eclipse. The airplane cabin was filled with welder's goggles, mylar-coated glasses, oblong boxes, and fat tubes with lenses and filters. We touched down with an hour to spare at Los Cabos, the southernmost airport in Baja, and walked through the air-conditioned terminals, satchels in hand, out into the 90-degree-plus heat to set up. We found a pretty good place, the edge of the airport parking lot, on the cusp of the desert, with a sweeping prospect of the cosmos, we hoped. Now, Los Cabos is a place where people head for sunshine. We traveled to this piece of desert to watch the sun blocked out. Oh, sure. Look uh, at the sky. The sun's directly six overhead. Minutes? Six minutes? Yes, but six minutes we got six minutes after that. All you need to do is see it for a second. <laughs> that the eclipse crossed parts of Mexico was irrelevant. That is, Mexico was not the draw. Aligning our shadows, being in the shade of the moon and seeing the corona of the sun was incentive enough for us to get on a plane, fly for three hours, simmer on warm asphalt, buy a few t-shirts, get sunburned and return. What was important for us was not the place in a human sense, but the event. Astronomers know for years in advance precisely when and where an eclipse will occur. What is not predictable is the atmosphere. Will the clouds clear? Will we actually see it? There is no sun at all. Oh, oh my. This happens to every eclipse. It's like, like 90% or something like that. Yeah, I'm sure. Most of the Earth is covered with clouds, you know. But why this part? Yeah, why now? Because there's a... If I'd gone that way, it would have been fine. Or that way, it would have been fine. One neighbor, aiming his camcorder skyward, moans $1,000 to watch clouds, referring to his airfare and equipment rental down the tubes. Clouds move across our carefully chosen site. An eclipse chaser flags a taxi and heads south toward what looks like clear sky. He just has minutes. He finds it in the parking lot of a gas station. The rest of us sit tight and take our chances. Oh, the sky is very strange. Look at the horizon. Look at the horizon. Look at the horizon. Chris, camera. You got your camera? Aim it at the horizon Here goes. It's sunset in every direction. It's getting really dark, Karen. Come on. Come out. Come out. Oh, no. Oh, my God. As totality arrived, an eerie sunset surrounded us, a circumference of yellow, orange, and cream light, and straight above us, the bright fluorescent light of the corona streaking out into space, the moon a black hole, Mercury, Venus, and Jupiter hanging below the sun in glistening drops of light. From our airport parking lot cosmological plateau, we saw the awesome expression of our celestial address. Behind the bright fluorescing light of the corona is a long, black space. That's what's out there beyond us. And that's why eclipses still frighten, why some people of Los Cabos hung red ribbons to ward off evil spirits from the moon. For there in that parking lot, for six and a half shivery minutes, I saw our planet without its blue shell. And without our sky, the Earth seemed just another orbiting body somewhere in space. But these are afterthoughts. I realized we were all druids there, whether drawn by the mathematics or by the beauty, to find some truths in this total eclipse. And one of the truths, it was spectacularly fun. Oh, and it was like a, oh come on, do it again! Okay, when's the next one? That's what she said, you know? From the path of totality, I'm Sedge Thompson.